I want to share on how to take possession of what belongs to us. There are too many who are who are under the whiplash of the devil, suffering so much for nothing. See, faith doesn't think of the process. Faith has focus on the results. You see, you voice your faith, you act your faith. Because if you can't voice your faith, you cannot act your faith. Can you see it? Hey, paint the picture. Have the image. Drop it in your spirit. Let your spirit create it for you. And once your spirit has it made, you got it. You ready? All right, now this will help you immensely. You know, some people say that, I don't know what, they have a problem with the message of faith. They think it's a, it's a movement, so they talk about the faith movement. Whatever that means, we're discussing faith not because there's a movement, but because of the importance of the subject of faith. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 that without faith it is impossible to please God. Without faith. He says it is impossible. Impossible. He didn't say it might be difficult. He said it is not possible to please God without faith. Then also, something else that faith does, which I, I hope we'll be able to mention as we get along, that will help you understand how important faith is. So, it's not just, it's not something about a movement. It's because this is the law that operates, or one of the laws that operate in the kingdom of God. Faith is a law, as you know. The Bible calls it the law of faith. So it is a law. It's a spiritual law. All right. Now, book of Hebrews. Book of Hebrews chapter number 11. If you don't have a Bible here today, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11. And I'm reading from verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's the best definition of faith you would ever find. Wonderful definition. 
It is the confident assurance that what you hope for is there. And the conviction of the reality of the unseen. That's what that verse is telling you. How important faith is. Now look at verse 2. For by it, now the subject in verse 1 is faith. We located that last Sunday morning, if you remember. Now, the subject there is faith. So in verse 2, it says, for by it, that means by faith, which is being discussed in, from verse 1, for by it the elders obtained a good report. The elders, it's talking about great men and women raised by God through the ages. And then he says here, read verse 3, want to go. Yeah, that's the verse that we, we decided to look into carefully. It says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear through faith we understand and I want you to notice it says that the worlds plural for words the words were framed by the word of God. And so there are three words there in that verse that I want to discuss so we can understand what the word of God is telling us here. Through faith we understand that the first one is words. We understand that the words. And we explained that in the New Testament which is translated from the Greek language that there are two particular words most commonly used for word and the one is cosmos which refers to the physical world including the structures and the inhabitants. The second word is aeon. Aeon is translated word, but more particularly refers to age, the word age or cause. But I'll give you a better explanation that will help you understand why it is translated age or cause or even word. But that's what's used here. So um, when you have through faith, we understand that the words were framed. 
He's not talking about the physical world. He's talking about the aeon. And so I gave you um, some thoughts to put down with reference to this. If you didn't get that Wednesday night, or you weren't here like we talked about, you can write that now. You got another opportunity to put that down. So the word words here is from the Greek aeon. Okay? It means age, cause, the cause of your life, meaning where you're going, why this is the way your life is going. You get it? This is so uh, write this down. Aeon is the structure in administration of your life. Aeon is the now Aeon is A I O N, okay? A I O N. Aeon is the structure and administration of your life. How things go with you from day to day. You write that down including how they affect your hopes and aspirations. That can help you understand what he's talking about here. When he says, through faith we understand that the aeons were framed by the word of God. Okay. Now, secondly, you can write another one. Aeon is the world system. Aeon is the world system with respect to socioeconomic structures, and environmental management of a period in human history. including its arts and sciences. Aeon is the world system with respect to socio-economic structures and environmental management of a period in human history, including its arts and sciences. You get it now? All right, so I want you to have that in mind and look at that verse again. Through faith we understand that the aeons were framed by the Word of God. And I, I, I said Wednesday night that when we look at the Bible we can understand why or how the world came to be the way it is today. Ever before Jesus came, the prophets of old prophesied that he would come. They talked about the, the way the world will be when Jesus will show up. The prophets talked about the governmental system of that day. The prophets mentioned that he would be born of a virgin.
the prophets mentioned that he will be crucified. They said so many things about Jesus ever before he came. So, in other words, the aeons of Jesus' life and of Jesus' day were, aha, come on now, framed. Now, I'll come to that word, frame. That's the next word I want to explain to you. All right? So, the life Jesus was going to live, the way things will go with him, the way things will go on in the world had been prophesied. But the word here, he says, framed. The Greek is katatizo. What does it mean? It's interesting to know that uh, most English translations prefer to use the, the term made or created and that's very misleading because it seems to suggest that they are saying that the words came into being through the word of God but that's not really what is saying even though it's part of a global truth for it you see but specifically that's not what it's saying that's not what it's saying in generic terminology, we can accept that because it's, it's consistent with the whole body of truth, with the logos of God. But at this particular time, this is not what the Spirit seeks to communicate. In this verse of Scripture. So where you have framed, which is Caratizo, it actually means primarily to repair, to mend, to recomplete, or to perfect. Then it also means, as one of its synonyms, frame and that's why you have that word there frame but frame doesn't mean to make in the Greek language if they were going to say that God brought it into being they would use the word ginomai ginomai means to make more perfectly to make to create it, to bring it into being, to do it. But that's not what's there. It's karatizo. Suggesting to fix, repair, mend, restore, bring into perfection. Now, then the word frame, which we all have noticed mostly in King James and a few other translations. Alright? Okay. Now, why you have that? What is it to frame? Or what is frame? 
premise, not the whole structure, but the underlying structure of a concept or a system. Like your skeletal frame. That's not all your body. Your body is put on that frame. You get it? So that frame would look like the skeletal structure. Then you start putting everything on it that it's supposed to carry. Okay. Now, when it says, through faith we understand that the aeons were framed by the word of God. The aeons were framed. The skeletal structure of the times. You see that? So God produced that skeletal structure from His Word. It is by the Word of God. In that word, that's the third thing I'd like to explain there. You know that um, you've got the word logos for word. And that refers to the revelation of God's word. It refers to the whole body of truth. All of God's word. Okay? Like when you receive the word of God into your heart. It stays in your heart as logos. That's why Jesus is called the living Logos. But when God speaks, that word that he speaks is Rhema. The word that's spoken. Because it goes for a specific thing or a specific person for a specific purpose at a specific time. That's Rhema. It is directed towards a person, a place, or thing for a particular reason at a particular time. That's the rhema of God, the specific word. And it's called the word of faith. It is the word of the now. It is the creative word. Praise the Lord. Now, he says... Through faith, we understand that the aeons were restored or were mended or perfected or framed by the Word of God. Now, depending on the context, any of the synonyms would go for anyone, depending on the context. For example, If things go differently from how they ought to go, how can you change them? How can those things be restored? I'll give an example. Back in the Bible days, the prophet Daniel was praying. He had been praying about the deliverance of Israel from Babylon, from bondage. And uh, he was worried that there was no change as yet. And so 
he took the books of Jeremiah the prophet and studied the books of the prophet Jeremiah and found out when Israel was supposed to be delivered and realized that the time had come and because he found out that the time had come he prayed accurately and prophesied accurately praise the Lord and produce results you see that so what did he do he mended the times the aeon of his day through the Word of God that came out of him now listen to this this is very important this is man's word I hope you understand this is man's word God God has given the word to men God is not running the world he's not running this world some people think God is running the world he's not running the world he gave the word to us to run that is the cosmos he gave it to us but then we determine what the aeons will be and we make the aeons of our lives consistent with God's revelation Hey, go back to what I told you the aeon is. Read it again as it affects you. What is the aeon? Read it again. The structure and administration of your life. Right? Go on. Read from there. Yeah. How things go with you. This is really your aeon. See, the cause of your life. This is your word. When we say, you, you have your word. And I have my word. That's what we mean. How things go with you. Those who come in and out of your word. Those who will be in contact with you. Who your friends will be. Who your adversaries will be. What kind of challenges you will face in life. What kind of economic situation you will face in your time. And how you will respond. And how you will fare. How things will go with you and your, your children. And your environment. How this will be with your life. Whether you succeed or you fail. This is your aeon. This is your world. When you go back into Genesis, the Bible Genesis, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. You see, that suggests a chaotic mass. It was in darkness, it was formless. That means there was no beauty. Then it says, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. That's Genesis chapter 1. I've just given you verses 1 and 2. Then you come into that third verse and God said, God said, let there be light. The Hebrew says, light be. And light became. 
There was darkness. There was no beauty. It was formless. It was empty. God said, He said, Let there be light. Light became. God spoke into His world that had darkness in it because He was the only one who could do something about it, and He did. And after He had done that, before ever, He said, Let us make man. See, He had beautified the world before He put man there. Hallelujah. Now you got your word. So he says, through faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. The aeons were framed or restored. Now, let's use the word frame to begin with. It means that God put out there the skeletal structure. He didn't fit in everything there. It's up to you what you're going to do with it. But it gives you an idea what it's supposed to be. Because you can see the frame. If you see the frame of a car, you won't confuse it for a house, even though you could choose to make it a house and live in it. You see that? So, God, the Bible says, through faith, we understand that the aeons were framed. How things should be in those years coming. How things should go in those years coming. For example, God spoke to Abraham and told him about his future. He framed Abraham's aeon. It was up to Abraham now, having been given the frame. You get it? Having been given the frame to walk in the light of it and to build the life that he should build with the frame that God had given to him. And Abraham lived in the aeon that God gave to him. Isaac entered into it. So did Jacob. And when Jacob was dying, the Bible says he called his children together and prophesied into their future. He said, let me tell you what will happen to you in the latter days. He was dying. And he prophesied on each one of them and told them about their future. In other words, the frame of their aeon had been delivered to them. Now, if anything changed, for example, when Abraham, he had, God actually asked him to go in this direction and for a while he delayed and went the wrong direction. Now, that's a long story. But he had a problem, you remember, um, first he met the, the king Abimelech and then uh, he also had a problem with the king of Egypt and both of them did something similar. They wanted his beautiful wife. She was so beautiful, though she was past 60. Praise God. And when his wife was taken, 
this seem to be different from what his aeon should be? This was not consistent with his aeon. Are you following this? This wasn't what God said. His wife was supposed to give birth to a seed through whom God was going to bless the world. This was the promise. And now his wife had been taken. So how is this going to work? That was not the only problem he had. He was working with his, moving with his nephew. And one And so, with all the blessings that God has spoken into his life, he said to Lot, it's not good for our servants to be fighting. Why don't we make a choice? You go this way and I go the other way, or you go this way and I go the other way. You choose first. The whole land is before us. Which one do you want? Lot looked and he saw the greener land and this other side was dry. He said, I'll take this green side. And Abraham said, it's all right. And Lot took the fertile land into the land of Sodom. There was trouble there. He didn't know. Now, the dry land was left for Abraham. Was this consistent with his aeon? He was supposed to be prospering. Now he's been given the dry land. Listen, through faith, we understand that the aeons were restored. Catatizo. It means to mend. It means to fix. It means to repair. It means to restore. It doesn't matter what has happened in your aeon. He says, through faith we understand that the aeons were caratizo by the rhema of God. He says, such that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. In other words, they came. Let me give you that scripture. Turn to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. Are you there? Let's read verse 17. Notice what it says and what it doesn't say. Are you ready? Verse 17. All right, let's go. One, two. Stop. As it's written, I have made, he's talking about Abraham here, and in, in, in how God ministered to him. God said to him, <laughs> like this, at the time, he had no child. God said, I have made you a father of many nations. I have made you, not I will make you. When I remember his promise, I shout hallelujah. When I remember his promise, I shout hallelujah. I shout hallelujah. I shout. And they still suffer. Because, can I just inject this? Christianity is, oh Lord Jesus, can I get this? In Christianity, 
we are not being given promises. Christianity is the fulfillment of God's promises. Don't you forget this. If you study the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, where it talks a lot about faith and the, uh, the men and women of God that demonstrated extraordinary faith, he says something to us. He says, with all of what they achieved, they were not perfected. Because God couldn't perfect them without us. We had to come in because they were not in the church age. Jesus had not consummated salvation. And when he did, by the resurrection from the dead, the promises were fulfilled. And so we were born as the heirs of the promises. So we are the fulfillment of those promises that were made to the fathers. Come on. If you didn't get that, I, I don't know what is it now. Now you're looking at me like this. <laughs> See, if you can understand this, you understand my soonnesses in Christ. Are you following this? You get my understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right? And then you can understand why we live differently. Why some Christians may not quite accept what we say because they remember his promises and shout hallelujah. But I am living out his promise. That's the difference. You see that? That's the difference. They believe God promised them prosperity. I live out prosperity. That's the difference. So my prayer life is different from their prayer life. You see that? No, no, no. Jesus has come. Jesus has died. Jesus has risen. Jesus has ascended. Jesus is seated. What are you still asking for? What do you want him to do? He's done. That's why he said, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. In other words, take advantage of it. So my prayer, I, I, I can't lack anything. I don't lack anything. I can't want anything. I don't know what is it. Because, see, in the name of Jesus, that's mine. Praise God. I got it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's, that's the way. See, at any point where I require something, it's, I don't ask for it. Glory to God. It's on my course. It's on my course. It's in my aeon. So when I get there, it's available to me. If I don't see it, I ask it to show up in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Show up. No, you that you're asking for a child. Is, are you supposed to have children in your aeon? Don't, don't give me the answer. It's just a question for your own heart. It's a question for your heart. Now you, you, you're asking for a job at mobile. Is that consistent with the Aeon? Have you seen the frame? Is that consistent with it? If it is not consistent with it, leave it alone. But if it is, we'll get there. All right? I'll tell you.
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Say, I'll never be broken in my life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. So there, he said, um, as it is written, yeah, you're reading the 17th verse of the fourth chapter of the book of Romans. Can we go on now? Yeah? A father of many nations have I made thee, uh-huh, before him whom he believed. Uh-huh. Even God, now, follow the, the next line. Even God, uh-huh. Who quickened it? That means who makes alive the dead. That means God's a miracle worker. He makes alive the dead. That means nothing is ever too late. He makes alive the dead. Glory to God. And then, the next line, and what? He calls things that don't exist as though they're history. He calls things that don't exist as though they're history. Now, the Bible says, in Ephesians chapter 5, when you read from verse 1, Be ye therefore imitators of God as beloved children. Imitators. Copy him. Copy him. Now he says, God raises the dead. God raises the dead. Didn't you hear what, what the sister said when she called Dickens up and said, um, Her daughter had passed out died Dickens said I hold you responsible for that child uh, only when you have this kind of word in you can you talk like that yes. they don't say oh Jehovah they're not calling out Jehovah no they're speaking in tongues why were they speaking in tongues charging up their spirits so that they could have the accurate word to speak the accurate word they wanted the accurate word and by speaking in tongues they were drowning the voices of unbelief so that fear will not come that's what you do see when you want to do something and you just want only the voice of the spirit and you want to drown fear and doubt and unbelief you speak in other tongues because when you speak in tongues you activate your spirit and then your mind you know has no understanding of what's going on so you speak the accurate word the rhema oh thank you lord jesus see it pays to know the word of god people what, what god say my people perish for the lack of knowledge not the lack of power not the lack of power like they say a prayerless christian is a powerless christian it's not true there is no powerless christian even a prayerless christian is not powerless Do you understand what I'm talking about? Because the power does not come through prayer. There are two kinds of power. One is ability. The other one is authority. For the ability, it is in your spirit. Through the word of God. It doesn't come through prayer. I pray. I must pray. I cannot but pray. Without praying, I wouldn't be standing here. I prayed for a long while before coming here. I've got to pray. But why do I pray? Not to get God to do something. It is so that I can align with God's direction and will and purpose for my life and be attuned to him. Not to get him to do something. I've got to get in line. Prayer helps us 
get our spirit to be conditioned to his thinking you see that so prayer to that extent is very very important including fasting that's important but you see prayer doesn't bring power so but you know if you if you're not prayerful and you hear that kind of thing a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian you see, it's true that is one of the ways that Satan robs many Christians of their effectiveness to rebuke the devil to cast out the devil to rule over Satan you don't need anything but the knowledge of God's Word faith in your heart in God's Word and the knowledge that you are a child of God he said in my name shall they cast out devils in my name that's all hallelujah love you brother you getting it all right okay now he says the God calls things that be not as though they were as though they're history now I said if you read in the vision chapter 5 from verse 1 he says for us to imitate God he says be ye therefore imitators of God as beloved children do you know what that means he says copy God as children who are uh, um, fond of their father and their father is fond of them beloved children they run around with the father they run around with daddy so they copy daddy what the way daddy talks the way daddy moves the way that he does what he does they just like daddy and they act like daddy that's what he says we should do so we are to call things that don't exist as though they were he said Abraham now the man was Abraham exalted assumed father that was his name he was assumed to be a father and then he had no child now God said now your name shall no longer be Abram assumed father but Abraham because I have made you a father of many nations now if God didn't make him a father of many nations he could have never been a father of many nations but when God makes something listen he calls them by their names oh let's look at this the whole earth was in darkness in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 covered in darkness so there was no light and God said light be what's light you see he creates by his names what he calls them they become see that what he calls them they become what has God called you when he changed the man's name to Abraham father of many well some people might have laughed at it because he had no chance say huh that man has done a naming ceremony now he's calling himself father of many and doesn't even have a child anybody can talk you know that I say oh Abraham old man now he says he's father of many everybody you hear about that in the neighborhood and laugh and laugh until the child was born and the name was significant because it revealed what had been happening when God said to Sarah you're gonna have a son the Bible says Sarah laughed and God said Sarah why did you laugh ah she said I didn't laugh God said but you laughed he said but you laughed I love God you know sometimes somebody tells a little lie around us we want to kill him God didn't say ah I said you laughed you said you did it <laughs> God said what you laughed nevertheless it will happen 
then she stopped laughing now imagine now she comes out and says my name is princess Sarah my husband's name is father of many no we knew you are Sarai and Abram no 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 that's not our name anymore I am princess and he is the father of many where are the children they're inside us <laughs> and she too laughed he said I laughed at the beginning I'm still laughing until she became big he said, have you heard have you seen her an old woman she, she really looks pregnant said, she's sick she's sick is it tumor <laughs> until the baby was born and what did she call the baby Isaac it means laughter <laughs> then she said God has caused me to laugh and those who hear this will laugh with me they will laugh with you You're going to find Isaac in your finances. You're going to find Isaac in your family. You're going to find Isaac in your home. Can you shout amen, somebody? Yeah! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, is it possible to finish this thing? Glory, glory, glory. 